First Chronicles chapter 4. I trust you've had a blessed week. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. This last year has been a little bit different than normal for me. I'm at the church quite a bit. But I do remember the days of working and getting off work and preparing to come to church. And it can be tiring on Wednesdays. And so uh, it's good to see you all tonight. Lord bless you for it. First Chronicles chapter 4. Uh, I mentioned, I think it was Sunday, about cliche passages. Sometimes you these things seem to be so over overused, it's kind of, eh. But the Bible says there's nothing new uh, under the sun. And so I think there's some things we can get from the prayer of Jabez. And I will never forget as a young teenager, I guess I was an older teenager at the time, Pastor Boyle preached from this passage. I don't remember... I wish I could remember his outline. I probably would have stolen it. But um, I don't remember the specifics of what it was or the the main emphasis of of what he preached. Uh, But I remember it being a a great encouragement and a help to me. And at that time of my Christian life, everything was new. Like the Word of God was all new. I mean, I could read 1 Chronicles and begat and begat and begat is all I'm getting out of that thing. And then Pastor Bill gets up and preaches something out of Chronicles. I'm like, wow, there's stuff there. And uh, <clears throat> it was just, I just distinctly remember that being such an encouragement to me and, and it helped my prayer life. And then I realized how commercialized this passage was. I had no idea until I think it was a couple of years later when I went to the Christian bookstore and it seemed like the prayer of Jabez was everywhere. And um, I said, oh, the prayer of Jabez. But one thing I do know that, I would like to make note, and it will be brought up as we go throughout this, is every time I went to the Christian bookstore, their emphasis, I believe, is in the wrong place. They're always emphasizing what he said. Boy, this is what he prayed and, and, and make, to make me feel like I need to pray like he did. Well, Lord, bless me and you know, enlarge my coast and all these things. That, uh, but they missed verse 9. And so if you would stand with me in honor of reading the Word of God tonight, we're going to read two verses, First uh, Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and the verse 10. The Word of God says this, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand or excuse me, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Father, tonight we pray that you would just use your word in a special way to encourage, to strengthen, and Lord, to challenge the people of God tonight. And we'll give you the thanks for all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I think their emphasis was wrong. I think they lost sight of the idea of Jabez being honorable. Uh, I I believe, and it will make more sense as we go through this message, that Jabez put himself in a position to have prayer answered. And I always saw the emphasis was always on pray this and God will do it. It was the whole name it and claim it type thing. Well, boy, just pray like Jabez. Pray that God will bless you. Pray that God will enlarge your coast. Well, Jabez had put himself in a position that God would want to answer his prayer. 
And so, uh, can we say that in our lives tonight? <clears throat> so I think this deserves a little bit of study. Um, his mother named him Jabez, which means sorrow or burden or miserable. Um, what a miserable name. And we're, and this is back in a day when names were more significant uh, than what we ascribe to a lot of names today. I mean, I named my son Dog. Um, uh, but nobody thinks that because it's just Caleb. You know, but that's what his name means. And, and so what I'm saying is names meant something more uh, back in, in the Bible days. And so... Um, the mother, or it's uh, the Bible tells us his mother called him Jabez because she bare him in sorrow. And so we don't know any specifics about why she chose that name other than it was due to sorrow. We don't know if it was she had a hard pregnancy uh, and it was just miserable the whole time, morning sickness, um, you know, eating too many pickles. I don't know. Uh, or if there were difficult family circumstances, the, we, don't, we don't really know any specifics of why. Uh, his, he was given that name. Uh, we know that women experience sorrow in childbirth. The Word of God tells us that. Uh, Genesis 3.16, unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. And so certainly we need to understand that that's the case. And I've witnessed that three times with my wife, uh, the sorrow or the pain of childbirth. Um, but this appears to be something extraordinary in his mother's life, so much so that she would name her son Sorrow or Jabez. And because the Word of God also tells this, remember what Jesus says in John sixteen twenty one: a woman when she is in travail hath sorrow because her hour has come, but as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for the joy that a man is born into the world. So certainly we understand they go through that difficult childbirth and those things. But oftentimes when that baby's here, boy, let's name this thing. This is exciting. Name this thing. Um, uh, so she, it leads me to believe she must have experienced something in relation to, to this particular child. Uh, I make the assumption, assumption she had others uh, that would cast the idea of sorrow in her life and, and perhaps even in his life. Um, and so we don't know what that is. But what I want to remind you tonight is uh, we are not bound by our upbringing or trapped by any form of circumstances. Amen. Regardless of what his mother had gone through and what the circumstances were uh, that, that caused her to name him Jabez, uh, he obviously went on to do great things for the, for the Lord. Uh, you guys, spoiler alert, God granted him his request. And so we know that we're not bound by those things. And so if we would turn to God, he can bring us out of the pit, the muck and the mire. He can change our lives. He can do something with us uh, despite our circumstances. I came across this quote. It says, his request was granted and the sorrow implied by his ominous name was averted by prayer. And so we certainly know that when we turn to God, he can change things. Whatever the circumstance was, uh, God can make up the difference. When we come to God, He can miraculously change things. He can work all things for our good. And so thank God for a God that's able to do that beyond our understanding. But certainly we get down, so much so that we name our children. 
at least in her case, right? But we can get discouraged, we can get frustrated, and we can begin making decisions in life based on that one circumstance. And what a blessing it is to know that we serve a gracious and loving God that can change each individual circumstance into something that's good. And what a blessing it is to know that. Uh, But in verse 9, we also see Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. Now, I don't think that that indicates his, his brethren were rascals necessarily. They could have been good, honorable people, but he was more honorable. Uh, he was set apart uh, more than his brethren. And we don't know specifically why he was more honorable. The Bible does not give any details. But I have some thoughts on it. I came across some things as I, uh, as I was studying. It's actually a couple chapters back here. And I was looking up, and in Jewish tradition has that Jabez is a scribe. Uh, it's believed that he is a scribe. Uh, we can't say that for sure. Uh, but it, if you want to turn back, it's probably just a page or two back. Chapter 2, verse 55, it says this, And the families of the scribes which dwelt at Jabez, the Terathites, the Shemathites, and the Sukites, and these are the Kenites that came, from, or that came of Hemath, of the father of the house of Rechab. And so we see that there was a town named Jabez as well. And tradition, it believes that that town was named after Jabez because he was such a notable influence uh, and for his, his honorable labor as a scribe. I can't show you that in the Bible, but I, I believe that's true because, and that's just my personal opinion, because we see that he was honorable. <clears throat> Usually we like to name things after good people. I mean, it happens otherwise, but, uh, but you know, we don't want... We can name something Justin DeGarmo. That'd be awesome, right? <laughs> Let's go to the, the city DeGarmo. That's not in my notes. I don't know why sometimes I ramble up here. But, um, but it's believed by many that this town was named after him uh, because of his great influence as a scribe. Uh, perhaps maybe he was just more honorable because he was just more spiritual and dedicated to the Lord. Um, certainly we know that he had a good prayer life. I mean, God answered his prayer. Uh, But I want to submit to you this evening that these go hand in hand. As a scribe, as as one that would study and and transcribe the word of God, uh, it goes hand in hand with the application of the word of God in our lives. Uh, And so I, I think Jabez knew the word of God. He was in the word of God, but I believe he... Obeyed the word of God. And we see in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so a Bible student studies why? That he might be approved of God. Uh, he wants to please God, he, uh, to be a workman of God. And this is that type of practice what you preach kind of person. Uh, somebody that, that is obedient to the word of God and somebody that's doing the word of God Uh, They're rightly dividing it so that they can obey it and do it. Uh, I believe this was true in the life of Jabez. And we are very familiar with 2 Timothy 2.15. Studies show that they're self-approved. Many of you probably can quote that tonight. But in the context of that later in, in 2 Timothy in verse 21, it says, If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, prepared unto every good work. And so again, I think Jabez and the key to this prayer being answered was not that he asked. 
Now, certainly you have not because you ask not. Uh, But I think it's because Jabez was honorable and he lived a life that pleased God and he had put himself in a position to have his prayers answered. Um, Thank you. One of you agree with me. It can be hard when you're up here and nobody's supporting you. But we know little about Jabez. Regardless, you can have a differing opinion about him. Maybe you've studied it. But I think we can still learn some things from his prayer. So we're going to look at his prayer tonight a little bit. And then we'll draw it to a close with a, with a, a similar application than this introduction is. You know, you've got to have an intro, summarize your main points, come back and finish her up. You guys, I have a good outline here. You'd be impressed. So he prayed. He prayed for a blessing. Uh, in verse 10 it says, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. He pleaded for the blessing of God. He wanted to experience the grace of God in his life. I think he understood every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And so I believe he turned to the one that could bring real blessing in his life. There's a lot of places we can turn, but Jabez understood the only true place of true blessing would be if he turned to the God of Israel, and he did that. And what I would say is what an example of boldness. Bless me and bless me indeed, God. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Listen, he knew the source of all blessing and he said, I'm going to go there and I'm going to ask for some things. Uh, God, bless me, bless me indeed. Uh, oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Some may plot on undisturbed. Not Jabez. He wanted the blessing of God in his life. Some content in spiritual ruts. Not Jabez, he wanted God's blessing in his life. Some willing to just go through the motions. Yeah, it's Wednesday night. It's expected I'm going to be there. I've been going for the last 20 years. What's another Wednesday? Just going through the motions. Or do you want God to bless you? Jabez said, God, I, I want some blessing. I want you to bless me and to bless me indeed. I believe he longed for the blessing that God would give him. Uh, as somebody that gets in the Word of God and you, and you see what God has done and, and wants to do for His people, uh, listen, have you been in the Word and seen the great things that God's done in the lives of people that are just like you and me? These are real accounts. They're not stories of things that Disney put together. These are real people that had needs, that had, that had wants and desires and had trials and afflictions. And, and listen, and God answered prayer. And I think Jabez, as he was in the word of God and he understood that, he said, you know what, I want a piece of this. And so we asked God to bless him. Do you desire a more intimate walk with God? Or are you just content to be in a rut to... To go on as long as there's no major things happening, it's okay. Do you desire more from the Christian life? Ask God for more blessing. Don't be content to be be a mediocre Christian. America's full of them. At least people that claim to be Christians. Oftentimes you don't see any fruit that's indicative of such, but, you know, we got to take their word. Listen, you can go live a, a life outside of the church. 
You can go have a good job. You can go have a, a, a great career even. Now, if you're a Christian, I think if you're not walking with God, God's going to bring some chastisement in your life. But, I, but what I want you to understand is, why just do it and put Christian on it if you're not serious about it? If you're not desiring that intimate walk with God, that, that God would bless you and bless you indeed, that he would really uh, just come and meet with you and, and guide and direct your life. If we're going to do it, we might as well do it well. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do. Get serious about this walk with God. Ask for God for his blessing. Listen, and if you're sincere in your desire to have more of God, he will draw near to you. I mean, if you're sincere, God will do that. And so he, he prayed for a blessing, but he also prayed for enlargement. In verse 10, again, it says, And enlarge my coast. Jabez was not satisfied to remain the same. He wasn't content with just what he had. And I'm afraid sometimes we look at ourselves and we say, oh, we cannot do this or that because we're too small or we don't have the resources. We're just saying able to do anymore. And so consequently, what happens, our vision is limited by our circumstances. And, and instead of taking huge steps of faith, perhaps we just take these baby steps because we look at our circumstance. And we're not looking at it that we have a God that can enlarge our coast. We're not looking at it in faith. I found this illustration. There was a man who had done something so significant for his country that the king called him in, uh, called him in and told him he, would, he could mark off as much as he wanted in the kingdom and, and the king would give it to him. It would be his. And the man took his staff and traced the line in the dirt around himself. The king watched and as he finished said, is that all you want? Just what is in the circle? The man replied, no, I want everything outside the circle. <laughs> if we drew a line, a line around our building today, our church building, and said we want to claim the territory beyond this for God, would we have the faith to do that? That God could enlarge our coast? God can, can do something significant in, in our church corporately, but all, certainly physically uh, or certainly uh, individually. The biblical illustrator said this, when Joseph XL put this together, it says, Now, it strikes me that this particular prayer of Jabez about the enlargement of his coast and God being with him seems to cast a little light on the time in which he lived. It strikes me that he lived soon after the settlement of the people in Canaan and before they had taken complete and full possession of the different lots. And there was among many of the people a sort of reluctance to do this a want of vigor and enterprise of mind and character. I found that to be interesting. I don't know if that's when Jabez was, uh, we can say that specifically, but listen, Jabez looked beyond where he was and what he could do and where God was and what God can do. And he wanted God to enlarge his close, God to increase. We can take a lesson from Jabez. Don't sell ourselves short. Don't limit what God can do uh, in and through us. Uh, think of everything that is outside of our current purview. In, in what we're doing in ministry as individuals and, and as a church. What, okay, we have, these are what we have. We got the buses. We, we have the Sunday school classes. We, I mean, we can name all those different ministries. Okay, here's what we have. But, but what can God do more to enlarge our coast, to enlarge our influence in the city of Rapid? I believe Jabez longed to 
increases outreach, pushes borders. What a time for, for believers to pray like Jabez. God, if you would, do more with me. God, enlarge my coast and help me to do more. Uh, time is running out for us. We won't always have the opportunities we have today. And uh, I believe it was Vance Habner, he said this once. He said, the situation is serious and the saints aren't. Are we serious about doing something for God? Have we asked God to bless us and, and to give us those things that we need and, and to enlarge us and to, to give us more territory? I have a lot of ideas on how we can reach Rapid City. But we need laborers. We really do. I think we could be in the, the public schools with, with Bible studies. I think we could be knocking more doors. Uh, I think we could be in the nurseries a little bit more than we are currently, or nurseries, nursing homes, <laughs> the old person nursery. <laughs> Changed different kind of diapers there. Sorry. The jail ministry, there's needs there. There's a lot that we can do to, to enlarge our coast, to enlarge our influence, to enlarge the impact that we have in our community, but we need people that are wanting and desiring God to use them and to take them forward. And so uh, is that your desire tonight? And so if, if, if Joseph Excel, as he estimates, is correct, and when Jabez, uh, in the timing of Jabez's life and in that illustration or that example of him being there when they were still taking the, the land, uh, no question that he would know of Joshua 1.9, Jabez. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. And don't we have a similar promise today? Really, we could say the same promise. As Jesus commissioned his disciples, he leaves them with the promise in Matthew 28, 20, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Listen, we don't have to go about this on our own. God's with us. We just have to ask him to enlarge us, ask him to increase, ask him for the blessing, and we can go forward. We have a promise of God's presence and help, yet we still must do our part. We still have to go. We still have to labor. We still have to work. We have to do all of those things. All of those things. Uh, and then <clears throat> thirdly tonight, he prayed for God's guidance. Again in verse 10 it says, And that thine hand might be with me. Jabez prayed for the hand of the Lord to be upon him. He wanted the guidance and leadership of the Lord. Certainly as we, we desire to go forward and do more for God, it, we want God to enlarge our coast, increase our ministry opportunities, increase our ability to reach those around us. Certainly we need God's wisdom and guidance and direction to do that. We don't want to start a ministry that's not ordained of the Lord and in light of Him. That really would just be foolish. And so he said, God, I need you. I need your direction. I need you to be with me as I, as, as I do this. And listen, if God's going to, to enlarge us, we certainly need a greater portion of Him to manage. We're not going to be able to manage in our own strength and our own abilities. Well, certainly. So, is it, hey, God, I need some help here. Uh, I, I need you to be with me. Uh, <clears throat> And go before me. 
Jabez prays that thine hand might be with me. Jabez wants God's power in enlarging his borders. Not his own wisdom, not his own ideas. And so I say tonight, let our prayer be, God, I want to do more, but only if you will do it through me. God, enlarge me and increase, but Lord, I don't want to do it without you. I need you. Uh, he, he wanted to go forward. He wanted to do more, but he wanted to do it with his God. And number four tonight, he prays for godliness. And that thou wouldest keep me from evil. Jabez asked God to deliver him from evil or to keep him away from sin. I believe simply he was just desiring godliness. Jabez sees the danger of falling into sin. We're all prone to that. We can all fail. All our gains can become lost if we do not stay pure. Many of you, have, we could probably go around the room and give testimony of people we heard that, man, they had something great going, we thought. And then, boy, they failed. They, they fell into sin. <clears throat> he says, and, and he says that that would keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And uh, certainly with any sin comes grief, brings grief and, and difficulty. Someone once said, we cannot sin and win. Very true. Maybe we can fake a life of victory. And oftentimes I'm afraid Christians do. But it is not until we truly ask God to keep us from evil and that we dedicate ourselves to living godly and striving for godliness that we can truly live in victory in this Christian life. We certainly need God's help to live a victorious Christian life. There's no question. And I can say that on my own experience. Uh, I'm ashamed to to admit that I failed. And yet I know I'm in good company. In a room of failures here. But where sin did abound, grace did much more. And so thank God for His grace and His forgiveness. If we were to go forward, it will be because we are striving to be godly. By His grace, we can maintain good works and be meat for the Master's use. We can purge ourselves from these things. We can walk with God. And, and so I believe Jabez's prayer was really one of wanting to know God better. This wasn't just somebody praying that he just wants all the, the wealth and the material things that this world has to offer. That wasn't his prayer. His prayer, I believe, was truly him wanting to get to know God more. God, I want to experience you. God, I need your blessing in your life. I want, I want to, to go further than ever before in this, in this life. But I'm going to need you to keep me from evil. I'm going to need your protection. I'm going to need you to guide and direct me. Uh, it was a prayer of a man that wanted to know God better. I want to go forward for God, but evil surrounds me. God, keep me from that evil. With your help, I want to push forward and do more for your glory. Help me to overcome temptation in the evil way. God, help me. I want to know you more. I want to be closer to you. And I'm amazed here. We see here that God granted him that which he requested. What a blessing. Listen, God answers prayer. That just ought to be an encouragement to us. We, we sat here for 20 minutes or so. Well, some of us, right, we knelt, whatever we did, but, but we prayed. Do you believe we serve a God that, that can and wants to answer those requests? Here's an example of one that God answered. 
That's an encouragement. And, and so more than just looking at what he asked for, God, give me, because oftentimes I know that's the way I saw it in the commercialized version of this was, hey, man, if you ask God for increase, he's going to give it to you. But that's not, I don't believe what Jabez's heart was. I believe he lived an honorable life and he wanted to serve God and his true desire was to know the God of Israel better and experience that God. And he knew based on, he he had the scriptures up to that point. He knew that God was a good God and there would be great blessings and great things to come in that. But his heart's desire was to know God, I believe. And that's how we can be excited about knowing that God wants to answer prayer. And God granted him that which he requested. I believe God desires to bless us. I believe that with all my heart. But he also wants us to ask. We must ask him. And I I get it, there's a right heart motive aspect of this. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss, that you can consume it upon your lust. And I think that's what the commercialized part of this, is that often what happens. People just ask because they want to be blessed and and have more and and be rich. But don't forget, ye have not because ye ask not. Boy, are you trying to live an honorable life? Are you sincerely trying to walk with God and and to serve Him? Don't be afraid to ask. Boy, we can come boldly. God bless me indeed. God, give me more than I have. I believe God wants to answer that, but we must ask. And again, it's not just for financial blessing and enlargement, but I think it's for spiritual growth and godliness. God, I don't want to be content with where I'm at. Take me further. I want to to experience you. Listen, when you ask to be enlarged, you don't know how that's going to happen. There may be challenges and difficulties. We've got to be willing to go to work too. When you take more territory, there's more work to be done. And so he just wanted to experience how God can do those things in his life. I believe we serve a God that can do the same for us today. He hasn't changed, by the way. However, are we honorable? Have we placed ourselves in a position for God to bless us? Don't just look at his prayer. Look at the man that put himself in a position to have his answers, his prayer answered. Psalm one twelve one says this: "Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments." I believe with all my heart that Jabez was committed to honoring God with his life, in all in the best way that he knew how. And that's why we see that God granted him his request, not simply just because he asked. Now, certainly he had to ask. And so have you placed yourself in a position for God to answer or to bless you? And are you willing to pray in faith like Jabez? It takes a boldness to go before the throne of grace, before the throne of God and say, God, I need you to do that. I would like you to do this for me. And again, I think it's because he had lived an honorable life. He lived a life that was pleasing to his God. And he put himself in that position. Well, I trust that was an encouragement tonight.